Welcome back to another episode of Peter's Proffer here in the courtroom of current events. And today we're going to talk to all of our Uber and Lyft drivers about some new laws coming down in California and potentially New York and Illinois, talking about whether or not they are employees or independent contractors, because right now they're all considered independent contractors. And that's a big deal when it comes to how you're dealt with in the legal world. So we're going to talk about what that law is and how it may have a trickle-down effect to other states and what you can look forward to if you are an Uber or Lyft driver and why or why not you might be in favor of this law. So I've got Pete Sardis with me here today. He's got an MBA. We're talking business stuff. I'd like to bring him in for this. So we're going to get right to it. If you have any topics like this that may affect your life or if somebody you know has a question, feel free to reach out to us on social media. At Tragos Law is our handle on all social media sites. Or you can send me an email Peter Tragos at GreekLaw.com. Today we're going to be talking about Uber and Lyft drivers and how some new laws coming down in the state of California might affect the rest of the country and those companies as a whole as they're being forced to classify some of these drivers as employees, actually all of the drivers as employees versus actors. Right now across the world, all Uber and Lyft and DoorDash, and we're just naming the big ones, but all these types of drivers, these rideshare drivers, are classified as independent contractors versus employees. So today we're going to talk about that law in California, what states are also considering adopting a similar law, and how it affects these Uber drivers. We're gonna go through some of the differences between independent contractors and employees, which we've actually done an entire podcast on in Peter's Proffer, if you wanna go check that out. But I brought Pete Sardis, who's my partner, and he's also a lawyer you can know, on the show today. He's got an MBA, so he's big into this business stuff, and we're gonna talk through some of the effects it's gonna have on these companies as a whole, and the employees now, these drivers, and whether or not they should be in favor of this law change. So Pete, to start out, why don't you talk a little bit about the law coming down the pipeline in California? Actually, the law is already passed. In California, it was called Assembly Bill Number no. 5, and it basically codified, meaning made into law, a Supreme Court of California case that basically held that most workers are actually misclassified as independent contractors. They're actually employees, and the burden of proof of classifying an individual employee has to be the company attempting to classify a worker as a non-employee. And what that means is Lyft or Uber is the one that has the burden to prove that right. you are actually an independent contractor versus an employee. Yeah, and what happened is back in, uh, I think, September, October of 2019, uh, the California Assembly passed this law and it went into effect January 1st of 2020. And Uber, Lyft, and frankly, there's a series of DoorDash. You may have heard of some of these uh, rideshare and... I guess part-time delivery companies uh, have just blatantly said they're not following this and filed lawsuits. So is the law actually stating that they have to classify them as employees? Yes. Okay, why? The law basically says that if you cannot control your own hours, you don't control your own um, decision-making and the way you operate, that means you are not an employee. So all of those drivers, I'm sorry, not an independent yes. contract. Yeah. If, if you can't, so hold on. Before we go any further, let's just talk for a second. The difference between an independent contractor and an employee generally is that an independent contractor is their own boss. They're independent. They set their hours. They do. They decide how they're going to do the work. They decide what they're going to wear. They use their own tools or car in this instance. 
Those are independent contractors. They're independent thinkings. They have control. Employees have to do what the employer says, wear a uniform usually, work certain hours. They've got to punch in and punch out. They've got to follow these rules. They've got to do the work the way that the employee wants them to do the work. So if you look at those definitions, drivers seem to fall under the independent contractor pool. So why is this law changing that? The, way, the, reason, it's, well, the reason it's changing is because the state of California thinks that drivers are getting taken advantage of because they're using them as independent contractors, which means those drivers don't get normal employee benefits, minimum wage, um, sick leave, unemployment, workers' compensation, if they're injured, overtime, all that doesn't apply to them. The other side of the coin is, actually, or the same side of the coin is, the state of California looked at these drivers and said, wait a minute, as an Uber driver, I can't independently set my prices. I can't um, directly communicate with any of my customers and I can't advertise yourself yeah, personally. You can't do however you want to do it. It's just you have to function underneath the electronic umbrella that Lyft or Uber or DoorDash sets up for you. And you have to follow certain parameters that these companies put on the drivers. So I do understand that it's definitely a gray area. It's not as obvious of an independent contractor as some others where somebody's got their own company and they're a handyman. They can go to your house and work. They can come to my house and work. They can tell you, I don't want to come to your house anymore. Uber and Lyft, you know, a driver pops up, you get connected, you've got to go pick that driver up, you've got to drive them the route that the Uber app says, and you have to drop them off. And but you clock in and clock out whenever you want, you basically uh, pick whatever city you want to be an Uber driver in whatever state you can do it as a part time job, you can do it as a full time job, you can do it more than 40 hours. But I will say one of the big things um, when dealing with Uber and Lyft is that when you're an independent contractor and somebody calls, you call a lawyer, you feel like your employer is taking advantage of you, but you're an independent contractor. They don't pay you minimum wage. You work a hundred hours and you make 50 bucks. That's a risk independent contractors make because usually they can set their own price. So they can say for this job, I'm going to charge $50. And however long it takes you to take you five minutes, if somebody's willing to pay you $50, that's what you get. The problem is you don't have all the protections we mentioned. So if somebody calls in, same exact job, same exact storyline, they didn't get paid what they felt like they were deserved. If you're an employee, then you can sue your employer because they have to pay you minimum wage. If you worked over 40 hours in a week, they have to pay you overtime. They have to pay, they have to take out taxes. They have to pay you appropriately every two weeks or whatever the contract says or you agree to. Independent contractors, on the other hand, don't have that protection. They don't have to be paid minimum wage. They get paid whatever the contract says. And there's no provisions that protect you federally either because federally you're protected as an employee where you get attorney's fees, costs, and liquidated damages, which is double what the wages are your employer didn't pay you. You get that double in the case because you're an employee. Well, that excludes independent contractors. So you try to sue your employer because they didn't pay you you know, for the 80 hours that you worked in one week. Well, you're not going to have that protection if you're an independent contract contractor, but right. if you're an employer in an employee relationship, you do. Okay, so California is talking about changing this law. What is the distinction that this law makes? The distinction is huge. What it does is it tells Uber, Lyft, other rideshare companies that all of those individuals that are driving for them are now their employees. And because they're employees, they're not going to have to have the same rights as other employees do minimum wage um you know unemployment if they have it uh workers compensation protection if if they have for their other workers um you know even tax holdings everything has to be done and controlled 
through the company. Because those are protections, employee protections. That distinction is really important between an independent contract and an employee because employees have special protections. There are laws that protect employees. If you want to sue your employer for not paying you overtime and you're an employee, you get those wages, you get attorney's fees and costs, you get liquidated damages, all because you're an employee. If you have that same problem and you're an independent contractor, you don't have those protections. It's your problem. So what is this California law doing differently that is making people that used to fit into the independent contractor box now fit into the employee box? The law basically sets forth three characteristics. And if your industry or individually meet these characteristics, you are then exempted from the employee law and you can continue to be an independent contractor. The characteristics are number one, whether or not you set your own prices. For Uber and Lyft, they obviously don't set their own prices. Uber and Lyft sets their prices. Right. Right. Number two, uh, do you have direct communication with your customers or your clients? Again, when we're talking about a rideshare company, all that communication happens through the company's uh, App. app. And number three, do you earn at least twice the minimum wage? And that really depends on the driver and how long they are clocked in, depending on what whether kind, or not. What kind sure. of rides they get that night, right. if they're working at a high double-priced zone or whatever they do. So that really could depend, and maybe some of them would still classify as independent contractors. Um, at least, but it's, it's not an or, it's and. All three have to be made. Okay, so you have to hit all three Correct. of those. Okay, so that's going to be pretty tough because Uber's going to still set their price, it would be my guess. So... So you said that the law is already in place, but there are some companies that are actually taking it to court. Isn't that correct? Yes. Okay, so what companies are in this fight right now? Here's what we have. Number one, the big ones are Uber. Number two, Lyft. Number three, DoorDash has jumped on board. I think they've actually may have been the beginning of this litigation. Uh, Number four, Instacart. And number five, Postmates. Right, so it's all the same type of company that deal with these rideshare drivers. They're obviously fighting it. They lost the first battle, but now they're appealing. Um, what is their position? What are these companies' position? What are they trying to appeal? What are they? Why do they want it to stay in the independent contractor box versus the employee box? First of all, these companies are saying this in the box thinking is completely contrary to the way that they normally do business and that their business model isn't designed for it. To make it short, if you're an Uber or a Lyft driver, you don't wake up in the morning clock, you know, punch your clock and go drive around for eight hours a day. Like if you were a taxi driver, you would. You may grab an Uber uh, when you're on your way home and pick somebody up uh, at your drive home. You might do it as a part-time sure. job after work, before work on the sure. weekends, just a supplement. In fact, I think I think it was Lyft that said 85% of their drivers work less than 20 hours a week. So what they're doing is they're doing special events. Like I'm going by the airport. I'm going to pick somebody up and take them home. Right. Uh, it's a concert tonight. Like you said, it's a double rate. I'm going to you know, sign up for this particular time. But these companies normally do not have a set schedule for any of their people. You can hop on and off whenever you want as a driver. It's almost like Uber and Lyft have so much control over the employees, but also so little control, mm-hmm. you know, because they can only do things through the app. They can only do things the way that right. Uber and Lyft tell them. They have to have a certain car insurance in order to work on Uber and Lyft. They have to notify their car insurance. So to me, it, it really seems like they do have a lot of control. But then when you think about it, you can work whenever you want, how right. long or how short you want, one, two, five, 50 rides a week, and it doesn't really matter. So it, it is, they're not in full control or total control like you would be of a normal employee. Right. And one of the things that they're arguing about is what they're saying is if they have to function underneath this law, the business model simply doesn't work. Because if you as an Uber driver are now obligated to set your time, you're going to clock in at 8 p.m., you're going to be off at 2 o'clock in the morning, and you just sitting in your car waiting for a ride and nobody ever uh, you know, you know, says that they need a ride, 
you've got to be paid minimum wage. Well, not just that, but it also the expense of workman's comp. Oh, sure. The it's expense huge. of all of the employee insurance, unemployment, all of the things you have to get when you do run a business that has a what is it? Three million. How many people did it say? There was something in here that said a lot of their workers are employees, like the people that engineer and create the app. Those people are employees of Uber. But if you add the millions of people that drive nine million drivers internationally for Uber alone. So when you add four million employees, that's an expensive bill to foot at the end for all the insurances, all the things you need, the training, the HR, all that stuff is so much more difficult. And something that we haven't talked about yet, even off air is how it would affect if the driver does something because we've had people call where the driver has physically abused them or done something and uber's like not our employee they're an independent contractor we couldn't have known but now the theory of respondeat superior which we've also done a podcast on explains how employers can sometimes be liable for the actions of employees because that employee that driver now is furthering that employer's business exactly they're in the scope of their work and it makes them vicariously liable exactly and that can be another huge issue when you're talking about four million people that you're adding to the payroll for lack of a better word i know they're already getting paid as independent contractors but employers have so much more liability than people that use independent contractors and it's so much cheaper to use an independent contractor than an employee and you see that across the world that people are trying to classify individuals as independent contractors versus employees. So what what are the Uber drivers and the Lyft drivers? What what is their position in this? Yeah. What what do they prefer? I feel bad for them because I think I classify and this is now Pete Sarda speaking mm-hmm. in two different boats. I have the people that supplement their income, meaning they have a real I shouldn't say real. They have a full-time job somewhere else. A customary job, yeah. a normal and job. And then they, what I call, if they call it gig um, uh, gig work, I call it side hustle. Mm. And they just do this thing for an extra, for extra money. Those folks, I think, would rather be independent contractors because they probably have their own life and they have their own income and they do, it to, they do Uber, Lyft, whatever, to supplement their income. They're just doing it for a quick hit, get a few bucks, and go on their way. Now, the other side are those people that this is their living. Uber, Lyft is how they make their living. I think they would rather be classified as employees. Sure. I mean, I think you'd rather have the chance to get unemployment if you get fired. Right. To have the chance for workman's comp if you get in a car accident. To have the chance for all this stuff. If you were to get injured on the job, you have these protections. If, and, if you don't get paid, you can dispute that easier than if you're an independent contractor. And with Uber and Lyft, who their uh, tech and their engineers all have insurance benefits, if you're a 40-hour-a-week driver, now you fall into that category right, too. Exactly. 401k, um, you know, all Health that insurance, stuff. whatever it may be. And you just think about the fact that you're guaranteeing that you're going to make minimum wage every hour you work too, which you know people could probably game the system where you flip on the Uber app and you only do two rides, but you're going to make right. sure you make the minimum wage if you're in California. It could be a lot of money every hour. So but There's also a, a side of this that I think, in my opinion, the California folks haven't thought about it. I understand if you're actually an Uber driver in Los Angeles proper, I'm sure there's always a, a sure. way to make money. But if you're out in Sedona somewhere out in you know Napa Valley, you may sit for hours waiting for a ride to happen. So I think that there is just a, a disconnect between big cities, which will always, I think, be functional, which is why New York and L.A. have a taxi cab system. Right. So what are some of the alternatives being proposed to this all or nothing type rule um, when you're dealing with whether they're employees or independent contractors? It is a I don't even know what their, their technical uh, definition is. It's a company called Think. And what they do is I think they're a think tank and they try to make up suggestions to, to fix world problems. And one of the things they came up with is, look, 
if you're a part-time gig or hustle type uh, person, there should be a number assigned to you. And it's kind of like a social security number. And you would provide that number to Uber, uh, Lyft, or whatever you know side hustle you've got going on. And every hour that you worked, you would then be given compensation for um, 401k benefits, um, your um, health benefits. It's kind of like a hybrid system. Sure. So you can work 40 hours a week for six different uh, providers and all of them just put in their portion of whatever it is you would be making uh, for your 40 hour a week. And it sounds like a good idea. What, what's the end game here? If, if there's no resolution and this law passes, which New York and Illinois also seem like they're on board, board right? They're I believe passing these as we speak. California's already passed. Right. They're, and they're so watching. New York and Illinois following suit here, the big which are the big cities, Chicago, New York, LA. Right. And some of the smaller states may follow suit as well. So what what's Uber gonna do? What's Lyft what's their response gonna be to this? Officially, their position is if they don't win this lawsuit and they're forced to treat all of these drivers, and I think LA has hundreds of thousands. Mm-hmm or at least California, it's hundreds of thousands, they're going to stop working. They're going to stop providing services in their biggest U.S. market. So they're just going to shut down shop. Because, yeah, they, and it makes sense. It's cost preclusive. Like, they're right. already not the most profitable comp- company in the world sometimes when you look at it with so all the lawsuits and things that they go through. To add this expense could totally eliminate them as we know it, and it may change, and I'm sure it would come back as a different iteration. But it's kind of weird. I don't know. It's, it's kind of a weird... Um, uh, stance for California to take and for some of these big states to take to to hurt something that's such a great staple in the community right now that gets rid of a lot of DUIs that that especially during a pandemic to have the right. food delivered to your house like that's huge for people that are immunocompromised right. it's COVID right now it's sure. just 10 years from now you're listening to this but Uber and Lyft I think provide like free services for wildfire refugees yeah. in California well they just have an infrastructure already in place that can right. be so beneficial to the government or to people that may need it in certain times of crisis Right, but there's a but. And what does the world revolve around? Money. And this well, is all a money issue. For sure, it's a money issue, and that's why I, they just it's cost-preclusive for them to make right. these people 4 million employees overnight. Like That's going to be pretty tough. But I see California's position, too. I mean, I agree with it, but their position is all of these uh, side hustles are producing a lot of revenue that is not being captured, and they're not being paid income tax. They're not paying income tax on it. They're not paying employer-employee taxes. Sure. All those, that revenue source is not being captured, which is why they want to classify And it's, it's better for the employees for the most part if you're an employee versus an independent contractor and they're trying to help the little guy versus the big business. At least they say that. Run Uber. Exactly. That's what they always say is that they're always looking out for the little guy, but somehow somebody else is making money Sorry. on it. I'm from the government. Trust me. Yeah, exactly. So... That's another episode for you guys. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully you learned something. If any of you guys are Uber or Lyft drivers that are watching this, comment below. Tell us what you'd rather be. Would you rather be an employee of the company or do you like being an independent contractor and why? I'm interested to hear from you guys, the people that are actually the boots on the ground going through this stuff. So I'd be interested to hear. And if you have any specific questions, feel free to comment below. There's nothing else. Until next time. Thanks for watching.